Welcome to Holistic Sex Ed Radio, where we are changing the way parents talk to their kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe in our rapidly changing world. You are your kid's best source of information and primary example. In these thought-provoking conversations, Robin and her guests seek to improve your relationship skills, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. Now, here's your host, Robin LaCrosse. Hey everyone, welcome to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. I'm your host, Robin LaCrosse, and today we are continuing our conversation all about pleasure. And I'm very excited to tell you and remind you to go to holisticsexedradio.com forward slash pleasure and one, sign up for reminders to get reminders of the upcoming interviews so that you won't miss any. And more importantly, to sign up for a chance to win one of the Leia 2 vibrators that we're giving away. We're giving away three, so you can enter your name for a chance to win one of those. And if you're enjoying these conversations around pleasure, you may want to take this to the next level and sign up for my web class that is coming up on November 19th. So go to holisticsexedradio.com forward slash pleasure and check out all that stuff. Now for today, we are going to be talking to Dr. Gary Salyer. He is a transformational relationship mentor. For the last decade, Dr. Salyer has been in private practice offering singles and couples heart-centered transformation so they can rewrite the rules for love in their brains and create a love that lasts. Dr. Gary speaks to a national audience as a featured expert on various celebrity TV and radio shows such as Hay House Radio and Coast to Coast AM. He is the author of the groundbreaking book, Safe to Love Again, How to Release the Pain of Past Relationships and Create the Love You Deserve. Welcome, Dr. Gary. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Welcome back. Thank you, Robin. It is so great being back here. You're always one of my faves, so thank you. Oh, it's such a pleasure. Yeah, and I know my audience loves to hear from you, too. We always get a really great response to your interview, so it's great to have you back. So today, we wanted to talk a little bit, you know, we're in the middle of a series on pleasure, and I know that you, in particular, wanted to talk a little bit about COVID and couples and relationships, and I know that there's a, there's a point in here where we all can meet and have a really great conversation. And, you know, I've been noticing like with all this talk around COVID and I've actually tried to avoid talking about COVID on my show for a few reasons. But one is that, you know, it's like in the future, I know because because of these podcasts are forever kind of thing that I want people to be able to come back and listen to my shows and not necessarily be reminded constantly of this time, which for a lot of people is, very challenging, very stressful. You know, we've lost loved ones, we've lost income, we've lost businesses. And there's just a lot of craziness. Even kids are, you know, they don't get to go to school anymore. And so it's a very stressful time. So It, it is. I mean, my yeah. neighbor and I were just talking the other night, you know, how because we get a lot of kids for Halloween and we were saying, how are we going to do Halloween? <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything's yeah. different. Yeah. I mean, we both would like to put, a, you know, none of us want to get exposed. So we're talking about, you know, ways of putting out little bags <laughs> on, a, right. on a table in front of the yard. And you're sitting back 30 feet saying, oh, get a bag or two, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, who would have ever imagined three years ago that Halloween, which is, you know, would be up to bat for, you know, this much difficulty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, we're being asked not to, you know, to get together with our loved ones over the holidays and stuff. And, you know, so I mean, there's just so much stuff that's different. And, you know, it's like, how do you celebrate with your family and social distance and all this kind of thing. So there's just so much stress in our world right now. I mean, I'm sure you would agree. You're probably seeing that with your patients too. There's a lot of my clients. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I have a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. If they're single, the stress is, my God, I feel so isolated and hopeless. How do I even date out there? And for couples, it's it's the stress of, oh, my God, uh, you know, we used to be able to manage our, our problems by being away from each other. Now we're under each other's feet and it's, and it's insurmountable. Mm-hmm. 
or this, how do we get away from each other? I love him, but my God, it's just too much of a good thing. It's too much of a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a feast or famine deal. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and how do we cope with that? I mean, I, it's like it feels overwhelming. Like there's no end in sight. Like, like I look ahead and I see, oh, like next year I anticipate being a messed up year too. And it's like, it's like, how do you even like, I don't even know. It's like, it feels overwhelming. <laughs> well, it does feel overwhelming. One of the things you have to manage, you know, the brain, whatever pictures we make and we put out into the future, whatever pictures we allow ourselves to make, we have to manage those Mm -hmm. because those pictures will create feelings and then those feelings will create more. And because, and it's either going to be positive or negative. One way to manage anxiety, and this is a form of anxiety, how long will this go on, right, Mm -hmm. is to, to create a positive image that can be as simple as imagining in the future. It's called, this is called an anxiety fix in NLP. You know, it's useful for uh, like tests and exams and bar exams and stuff like that. But to imagine yourself 15 minutes after you've been certified by the world that, you know, you're free of COVID, you're, we're, you're, you're inoculated and you're good to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Imagine and just sit with that feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that picture, but make a picture. It can be realistic, but make a picture and let yourself sit in that future where you have survived and everything, and it's all good. It has to be a really positive picture. Mm-hmm. We have to make sure that we're managing the pictures we make of the future. Yeah, and if we make a habit of listening to the news, it can be very easy to get sucked down into those deep, dark holes, you know. Mm -hmm. It's like when couples come in. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you'll hear one of them say, you know, we had this fight, and then I realize, oh, my God, it is never going to end. It's only going to get worse. The first thing is they got to get a picture that isn't future negative. Yeah, right. You have to have a future positive or it creates a negative feedback loop with the past. The -hmm. last thing you need, if you had anything in the past or present, is to build it into the future. That way you're bootlegging past pain into the future. That's no place to live. So the future needs to be a pretty clean place, and we have to manage it. Uh, Or as Buckminster Fuller once said, the best way to feel good about the future is to design it. Yes, I'm totally down for creating your your life the way that you want it to be. And so, yeah, designing your future. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not yet. The best way to feel good about your future is to design it. One way is to consciously make pictures that uh, give you some grace, <clears throat> a, a positive image out there. So, um, and there's a certain, if we're on the theme of pleasure, there's a certain, you know, build some pleasure into that. You know, mm-hmm, what it's absolutely. like when you finally, re- you know, reunite with, you know, your family members and it's totally safe and grandma and all that other stuff, right? Um, I just, back neighbor, I just noticed they were, you know, we were talking over the fence, right? They hadn't seen their grandchildren in, oh God, since February. Mm-hmm. And then I, I hear all this squealing and stuff, right? And and the daughter had showed up with the grandchildren. There was all this beautiful joy. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, imagine pictures like that. And I thought, oh, that's good. That's good. Daughter's yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. It helps, I think, to, to, to see the light at the end of the tunnel, knowing that, the, you know, at the end of this, that, you know, we're going to be okay and that, you know, things will get better, I think. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have to have that. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, and it's resilience. Uh, you know, a positive future is a resilient future. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Nobody wants to have more of the same or all downhill. You know, mm-hmm. pessimism is almost its own reward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not a very good reward, though. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I can still remember an undergraduate reading philosophy. And we'd read some of those negative uh, existentials like Sartre. And I remember thinking, shoot me now. <laughs> you know, uh, and because there is, you know, a science to positivity and happiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Pollyanna, 
But, you know, there's, we have to focus on the things that bring us happiness, even in the midst of this. Right. Yeah. It's all about yeah. mindset. Mm-hmm. It is a call to, and we have to be more conscious. I, I hate saying that. There's a little bit of willpower in this. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I'm just sharing off the cuff here. On sure. How, how ways, you know, I'm looking at, and to see, and I think there's some bright sides here, right? There's, some yeah, bright there's definitely opportunity for sure. And, yeah. you know, there's, I mean, in any situation, you can always find a silver lining. You might have to look harder, but, you know, there's always one there somewhere. There's an upside to the downside. There's a mm-hmm. definite downside. And I know that if you've lost a loved one, you know, we're not saying that this compensates for that. I just want to be very clear for that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I do. Uh, there's no, you know, I'm not saying that. And our hearts go out to you. But, you know, like, for instance, with the singles I'm dealing with, mm-hmm. you know, that used to be swipe left, swipe left, swipe left, you know, and people go, how come you can never, you know, you get beyond just a Zoom meeting or just a coffee date, right? But now when it's not as safe and you can't meet as many people, now people are spending more time on Zoom getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. And they're swiping down instead of swiping left. This is a really good correction to a curve, that, to a trend that was never going anywhere good. I, I literally uh, work, I'm working with a client and he said, you know, the funny thing is, is I've spent more time getting to know her than I have, her, I have in the past because of all these Zoom calls. And, she, and he goes, you know, this is actually better. Mm-hmm. Bingo. Yahtzee, yeah. not, he would not have done that. Yeah, yeah, and if you and then what you do is you you find somebody that you actually like. You know, it's not all about oh, I'm physically attracted to you. It's like oh, I like your personality. I like the things you say. We have similar thoughts or sense of humor. Like they're compatible, basically. And so I I really do see where somebody who is out dating right now in the single pool, you know, where the interactions with people are probably more meaningful if you, you know, get beyond the first date and stuff. Yeah. Well, what I'm telling singles is it's not hopeless, but it does take a, you know, it is a numbers game. And what it really is, is you got to know there's a certain, there's a lot of people we, we're not meant to, mo- to mate with everybody. Therefore, most people won't be a good match. So, but in COVID, you've got to make sure if you're especially a woman that they're showing up. They're showing up right uh, in the first two weeks. And then you spend time getting to know each other on Zoom, right? And what you have to create is what I call, you know, couples, I call it a couple bubble. Uh, mm-hmm. Stan Tack and created that. But they create this little bubble like Glinda the Good Witch of the North, right? That, <laughs> that protects the couple. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Let's, you know, and preliminarily singles will have to create a bubble of safety. You have to know what your safety level is. And then you spend enough time to get to know what sort of lifestyle does this person live? Do they do they do they do the social distancing that makes me feel safe? Can I trust them? Ask them what their feelings are. And then the couple has to say, okay, we will limit ourselves in terms of social contact in order to make it feel safe for both people to get together and have a normal uh, dating relationship, like they might even be able to hold hands or kiss at the end of the date, right? Mm-hmm. But you have to, it's not a commitment bubble like couples, but it, it is a cautionary bubble of safety. Mm-hmm. That might be the guy says, you know, she says, you know, I really like to meet you, but I'm worried about that card game you have with all your butter buddies on Thursday nights. Right. And he might say, well, you know, this, this woman is really good and I've gotten to know her and and for the opportunity to meet her, that's that's a doable give up. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't see it as sacrifice, but it's a do it's a it's a doable investment. <clears throat> and if that's what I mean by a couple bubble, and it doesn't always mean it works out. It's just the necessary safety to explore in a reasonable way. I literally suggested that plan to a, a client who was single, and they went out six or seven times, and then she realized. He's a wonderful guy, but not quite what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Right? And her reasons were legit in this. Like, there was just some value, because not that he wasn't a good guy. He was a good guy, just wasn't the right match. 
Now right. that's successful, but Absolutely. they had to create a little bit of a bubble mm-hmm. so that both people feel safe. Now, this isn't bad because one, uh, you feel more cherished and protected that way. That's a really good feeling of love that I write sure. about in my book, Safe to Love Again. And the other thing is, you know, I've always told singles, look for signs of the we. Right. Well, you'll find out how we-oriented somebody is when they're willing to get to know you and and make these protective moves. So those are the upsides. Right. You get to, you you'll actually people will, will reveal their ability to create trust earlier in this situation than later. And trust is everything as to whether that relationship gets past the second, third, or fourth month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's really great. I, I, you know, I like that idea of the the couple bubble. You know, it totally makes sense. It's a preliminary one. It's not mm. the whole one that couples have, but just a preliminary one, just enough. Yeah. Yeah. And you get to, and it actually fast forwards several key ingredients like trust, you know, cherished and protected, you know, weeness, and it actually will, it can actually bring up, uh, and you in rapid way, so you know more what you've got. So instead of having to wait a year to realize, you know, they don't create a we well. <laughs> I'm not sure I can trust them. They think, and the metric for trust, uh, there's a metric, there's science behind this, is the metric for trust is will you leverage your interest at my cost? Will you seek a win for you and a loss for me? Anytime that we feel they're going to sacrifice my needs for their own, that's called betrayal. Mm-hmm. And if... And just you think about it. Well, I'm going to go out and play cards tonight because I got to have my individuality with about 10, 15 people. That's saying, and if you get COVID, then that's me ma- managing my pleasure at your expense. Right. So mm-hmm. Instead mm-hmm. of saying, well, I wonder, she's such a great catcher. He's such a great catcher. Maybe it's okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's okay. And to, to, to bask in the pleasure of, of someone else in the relationship versus seeking one's own gratification. Yeah. And, you know, and taking two weeks off, you know, so that you can self quarantine to meet somebody new, mm-hmm. you know, is a small sacrifice. I think, you know, if you actually think this person could be a good match kind of thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just fast forwarded tokens of other self and, you know, not self-centeredness, but other centeredness, mm-hmm. you know, what this really brings into bold relief is, and you're talking about pleasure, but there's a difference between pleasure and gratification. Right. Gratification is all about oneself. Mm-hmm. And, but, and a lot of pe- couples especially, they've used gratification called working out, video games, whatever, to distract themselves or to soothe themselves or to comfort themselves from the fact that they can't deal with their differences or there's some sort of pattern. But there's also, and if we get involved with those gratifications, that's not the pleasure we're talking about. It's the joy of being of the of being in relationship, the joy of knowing that this person you're relating to, you're making them happy and feel loved. That's a whole different form of pleasure, not just for oneself, but relational beingness pleasure. Mm-hmm. This is true. So let's take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, let's talk a little bit more about couples and that relationship beingness together. Sounds good. All right. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Everyone wants more pleasure, yet pleasure is an uncomfortable topic. Would you be surprised to know that most women have never taken the time to fully explore their bodies in intimate or erotic ways? That's why I'm hosting a powerful and long overdue web class on understanding female pleasure. Go to holisticsexedradio.com and click on the web class link at the top of the page for more information and to register for understanding female pleasure today. 
since we're talking about bucket lists, I want to tell you a little bit about Seize the Moment. It's your life. This home study course is all about creating the life that you desire. So if you feel stuck, uninspired, or unmotivated, if you're not clear about what your next step is in one or more areas of your life, if you've realized that you haven't made any progress towards your dream in years, it's time to change that. Seize the moment, it's your life, will help you find the time for the things that are most important to you. So if you're ready to finish that project, take a trip or learn a new craft, if you're tired of making excuses and holding yourself back, if you are ready to give yourself permission to have it all, Seize the Moment, It's Your Life is for you. You can just go to holisticsexedradio.com, sign up today for Seize the Moment, It's Your Life, it will change your life. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at holisticsexedradio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. Hey, everyone. We're back. So, Dr. Gary, let's talk a little bit more about, like, couples and, you know, that that pleasure of being together or, um, you know, like that how when we're sharing with other people like it helps to bring us joy and pleasure yes yes there there's two levels of being there's kind of, kind of like two levels of being in couples mm-hmm. couple them there are people that have a more contractual thing and it's about self-gratification and they you gratify me i'll gratify you right but it's about a bottom line is about two people doing self-gratification those relationships have a harder time making it and people don't feel as loved. It's more transactional. Mm -hmm. But there's another level of being in a relationship where there's the joy of being in relationship to that human being and the joy of making them happy. Not just getting your own, you know, it's like with sexuality. You could be involved with your own ending or you can get, which is a certain amount of joy, or you can have the joy of knowing how, you know, what it's like when their lights get turned on. <clears throat> and if that's, that's a whole different and a uh, level of, of pleasure than just the, you know, the physicality of it. And in, it's analogous to what's in relationships in general, to be honest. It's almost like a metaphor. Are we there for our own self-gratification or are we finding there's joy in the interactions and finding ways to really, you know, make the other one feel loved and enjoyed and enjoyed and home and all those other good things. Mm. So basically what I hear is we're talking about like emotional pleasure, the joy of making somebody else happy and the warm and fuzzies that you get when that happens. Exactly. I mean, there's a joy of knowing that, you know, your partner's love language is say, Uh, physicality and you give them a hug just because you know it will lighten their day right if they say boy this this COVID thing's getting all over me and it's I'm I'm feeling really hopeless and you let me give you a hug on that and just knowing and feeling them it's so good to be in your arms right Mm -hmm. that and it's not about you didn't do it for yourself maybe you're you know you did it for them or you know the they're they're being a little more isolated and they don't get as many kudos and they run on kudos that they used to get them at work when but now they're they're doing the work at home stuff and you say wow you have worked so hard on that you know their core need is significance right and you work hard at giving them that core emotional need right or if you know their core need is certainty you 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 work hard at making sure they get little hits of certainty Right. These these emotional pleasures, these emotional connectivity pieces, there's a joy in giving them. And I think that's and there's a, just seeing someone else's love lights or their, you know, light up. And that really, I think, is one of the things that COVID brings up because there's an it's taken away a lot of self-gratification. We can't go out and go to the gym or do the walks or go out to restaurants. It, you know, it's made relational joy a more of a necessity because that's where we're at. We're sheltering in place as couples. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are. And then like you were saying, sometimes that's too much of a good thing. 
<laughs> it is, and yes, yeah. every couple is getting hit with too much of a good thing. See, the basic way human beings are all meant to live is we separate and we do our own life, right? Mm-hmm. And then we come and belong. We have a home port in someone's heart, you know. And it's like breathing. We expand, we go out, and we come back. And what COVID has done, it's told, you know, singles, they can't go out, so they get all separation. And couples, you know, they can't go out either, you know, well, you know, and so they, they get too much of a good thing. Mm-hmm. And what couples are going to have to do is one, navigate, they're going to have to consciously build in some separation time because everybody needs me time, everybody, yeah. especially for women. I mean, I, you know, women really need me time because they're always thinking about the, the, you know, the list and all that stuff. So the rules there's some rules I've, or some suggestions that I've given couples is there's a lot of emotions that are coming in at everybody. Nobody knows the day that something's going to freak out your partner or you. And there's a lot of things coming at it. So there has to be a rule that all feelings are okay. Mm-hmm. Someone's, and there has to be, a, the, the second rule over there is that you have to agree ahead of time that all emotions are okay. And if someone's bouncing off walls and freaking out, not both at the same time. Somebody says, oh my God, I feel so hopeless. It's, this is not where you say, so do I, honey, I'm hopeless too. <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's not going to help. Somebody has to hold emotional space for the other one to feel like there's a tether to keep them grounded. Mm-hmm. They're not going to go flying off the world, right? Mm-hmm. So all emotions are okay. And for men, that means really zone in on the emotions. Oh, you're feeling hopeless or you're feeling frustrated or you're feeling overwhelmed or you're feeling uh, under whatever, right? And then tell me more about that, honey. What else are you feeling? Make it an emotion-free zone. And every day, have process 10 minutes if you're a couple, not the relationship uh, it's called a stress-reducing conversation. Mm-hmm. You, you For 10 minutes, you listen to how their day was. And you just listen emotionally. No fix, just emotionally. And then you reverse it. This keeps the emotional stress from the day from coming into the relationship. The third thing is to negotiate. What do? How do we have me time? How do we have separation time? That might say a certain, an hour or two in the evening. Or if you're sitting in a certain... Um, chair, that means and you're, you know, and you know, oh, that's, the, that's their me time. That's not a time for having a bid for attention or support. Mm-hmm. And for guys out there, if you've got a wife that's homeschooling, you've got to be able to give her <laughs> and she's doing working at home. This is just too much. You've got to find some way to, to take up some of the slack. So she does have some me time. And then the third thing is, so you got to consciously negotiate, talk about how how much me time and how do you signal it and honor it. You got to really build back in that right to separate I talked about. Then the other thing is don't just process the, the negatives and the frustrations and the hopelessness and the fears that are going to be here for all of us for a while. Remember why you fell in love in the first place. Share positive emotions. Okay. Uh, and make sure you do so. There, there have been research that when couples have been instructed to take f- as little as five minutes a day to share positive feelings of gratitude and appreciation for the other, that include not only uh, an adjective like, you know, you're so loving or supportive, but an instance where you go, yes, and that reminds me of the time you did this and that. That with as little as five minutes, in two to three weeks, you can completely turn around a really negative tailspin in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Gratitude, appreciation for each other. Yeah. So if you're doing those three things, attending to the feelings, making a place for it all, or, and a safe place, if you're negotiating the, the rules of separation and making sure people have that, both partners do, and you are sharing some positive emotions, this this keeps uh, the relationship from superheating. Yeah, those are some great suggestions. I think uh, people will find those really helpful. Thanks for sharing those. Thank you. 
Uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, way back in March, my son called me, and and it was right after Gavin Newsom <coughs> had put the lockdown on you know on things. He says, mm-hmm. and he calls me. He jokes. He says, "Have you heard the news?" I go, "No." What? Tell me about. It. He says, "You've been grounded." <laughs> <laughs> I go, "Wow." Been since mm-hmm. I was 12. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, really? I think I was still 15 when I was still getting grounded. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all I can say is it was what my sister said was greatly overestimated to my, <laughs> to my mother. Greatly exaggerated. Just yes, saying. exactly. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, and I thought for two hours, for the next two hours, and I, and I, and, and I said, there'll be two consequences. Because, the flow of attachment is meant to separate and then come back to belonging. Belonging is key. And if we all have, and I said, singles are going to feel hopeless and lonely. They're going to feel isolated. And this is going to test every couple. Anybody that's used distraction and going out to manage their relationship, it, it's, it's now going to be staring at them 24-7. And, and, and to the point, <clears throat> I've literally had, three or four couples come to me that at the 30 year mark, you think, you know, needing to work things out because other things had kept them from the core issue. And now there's no way out. Now you see it. And now that's doable, but it it, it means that um, we have to attend to it and we have to understand the dynamics that will create that. So we can't, we have to truly make sure that, uh, we're being intentional because we can't be distractional anymore. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's right there in front of you, and it's and the upside of that downside is you can if you've got if you seek the right help and you and you do it well you can connect in ways you've never connected before. Hmm. Let's take a quick commercial break and let's talk about that because um, I was actually kind of thinking about I would like to talk about like you know, in a couple relationship, like how can you create this space and then also have that high level of intimacy that I think most couples do really want and, you know, find that balance, you know, because COVID is just pushing everything to the max. So, so we're going to take a quick commercial break. And I just want to remind everyone to go to holistic sex ed radio dot com forward slash pleasure and sign up for a chance to win one of three vibrators that we're going to be giving away the Leia two vibrators made by fun factory so you definitely want to enter your name for a chance to win one of those and then you can also sign up for our web class that'll be coming up towards the end of the series on november 19th go over to holistic sex forward slash pleasure and sign up for all of those things Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Everyone wants more pleasure, yet pleasure is an uncomfortable topic. Would you be surprised to know that most women have never taken the time to fully explore their bodies in intimate or erotic ways? That's why I'm hosting a powerful and long overdue web class on understanding female pleasure. Go to holisticsexedradio.com and click on the web class link at the top of the page for more information and to register for understanding female pleasure today. Since we're talking about bucket lists, I want to tell you a little bit about Seize the Moment. It's your life. This home study course is all about creating the life that you desire. So if you feel stuck, uninspired, or unmotivated, if you're not clear about what your next step is in one or more areas of your life, if you've realized that you haven't made any progress towards your dream in years, it's time to change that. Seize the moment, it's your life, will help you find the time for the things that are most important to you. So if you're ready to finish that project, take a trip or learn a new craft, if you're tired of making excuses and holding yourself back, if you are ready to give yourself permission to have it all, Seize the Moment, It's Your Life is for you. You can just go to holisticsexedradio.com, sign up today for Seize the Moment, It's Your Life, it will change your life. 
You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. Hey, everyone. We're back. So, Dr. Gary, you know, how can partners create space and better intimacy when we're all locked down here in COVID times? Well, you know, we are born for real intimacy. Uh, we're born for bonding. We all have a mammal brain, so we're born for bonds, right? Anybody thinks you can just, you know, go out and live your life by yourself and settle for being the Marlboro mate or the Marlboro man or the Marlboro woman, that's not going to happen, right? Um, you know, I always thought it was, or, or the more conscious form is Maslow's theory of self-actualization, right? Where at the top is self-actualization. The fact matters, and there's never been a human being that self-actualized by themselves. <laughs> we have all had tons of teachers and mentors and supporters. We've all needed help. We, and so what should be up there is relational actualization. And for couples at this time, it is, there's several keys. It's making it safe for each other. This is, you know, to realize, and part of being safe is to realize that recurring argument that keeps going over and over is, is it's recurring because you're hitting each other's deep wounds, right? And, and both people have to realize how they have contracted in a way that sets off the other's triggers. And then both people say, well, that's our pattern. See, the real key with working with couples, the first move I get a couple to do is to realize that the pattern, they go, here we go again. It's the right. same argument over and over. What if, and then when you're in the middle of the pattern, what do you do? Your first move is to make your partner the problem, right? It's like, I've been watching you all the years and, you know, this is a character problem for you. Now, for me, there's, you know, I intended well, but for you, it is definitely character. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, that's how wrong. But each makes the partner wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, what if the two partners decide to become a we, to become a team? Mm -hmm. And that team is now a team against the pattern. How do we deal with the pattern? Oh, honey, it looks like that pattern of criticism and defensiveness is in the room again. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is here. <clears throat> How do we deal with that better, honey? Mm-hmm. And the first move, if you're in this lockdown, is to note is to sit down. What are our patterns, and how do we become a team to call out <coughs> in honesty and integrity? Okay, you know, there's the pattern. Uh, in my book, I mentioned you know having little, little cute names for submodalities. Oh, you know, there's Dan distancing Dan, you know, or having you know, and there's you know, uh, Patty the problem solver, right? And, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's okay to say, you know, I think Patty, the problem solver, has entered the room. Give me five minutes and I'll come back and I'll be able to listen to you more emotionally, honey. Uh, or realizing, you know, I just turned away from you. I ignored you. I was on my social. I think Dan's in the room. You know, I'd like to come back and, you know, be Andy and in intimacy or something like that, right? But you've got to be a team at graciously making the pattern the problem versus uh, the partner. That's a great yeah. move. Uh, so to kind of recap, Robin, the, the winning move for couples in COVID or in any time is to make the pattern wrong versus each partner. To acknowledge, yes, there's a pattern to become a team. Because we know the first time we load up judgment, the other person is going to load up, I don't feel safe. Yep. So judgment is the arch enemy of intimacy. And when you're under each other's foot uh, all day long, there's just more chances for that. So it's, it's having the humility to say, we have a pattern, not them, not me. We have a pattern. And the answer is the we. Mm -hmm. becoming teammates, mm -hmm. get in the foxhole against that pattern. And it is a winning move for couples. And if you can create a we mentality, then the eyes don't feel so isolated anymore. 
and there's not as much, and they don't rub against each other. There's not as much friction. The answer is a better we mm -hmm. that allows for separation, yes, but a better we will always do that. Yep. And, you know, you were just saying like how we're underfoot with each other. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like fuses are short. We're frustrated. We're stressed, you know. And so I really love how, you know, making it, you know, us against the problem kind of thing rather than, oh, you are, you, you're doing this again. God damn it. <laughs> you know, like, do we have to have this discussion again? You know, the same old argument. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what if, and what if instead of uh, people were use more we language instead of saying, you know, honey, uh, I'm really missing this at the moment. Uh, I really need this. What if people said, you know, honey, I've been looking at our relationship and I think we deserve better. What if we deserve better? Not just I need. Right. We deserve to have more emotional connection. We deserve to have some separation. We deserve to, have, to know that each of us are going to have each other's back. We deserve to make sure that we are still protecting each other's dreams, though we may be scared to death that they're in jeopardy because of all this external chaos around mm -hmm. us. We, the, you know, this is having a home port in each other's heart. Mm -hmm. We can handle any rough seas a couple can, so long as they know they can go back to the shelter of the home port that each offers the other in their heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I really love how, like it, like when you shifted the language to "we deserve," like the whole like, the the whole structure of the sentence changed, like the whole message changed. It's really a shift in the mindset, you know, is where that's coming from. It is. It mm -hmm. is. And, and then when you say that, it has to be out of genuine. It's not just bootlegging your own self-interest. <laughs> no, right. No, it's, yeah. Uh, and people feel when it's not genu genuine. It's like, you know, if your partner doesn't really have your back. Exactly. You know, there's a lot of, let's face it, the thing of that we're in this kind of chaotic environment, we don't know what the future holds. We're not even sure about our present. There's a lot of mistrust just in the air because mm -hmm. of COVID. Yeah. So trust is important. Now, what is the metric for trust? We know from couples research that there's a trust is the opposite of betrayal. Trust is when one, both partners know the other will not sell their interest out for the other person's. That means that if I'm in a relationship with you, I will not sell your, out, your interest out for my benefit. I will not seek a win that's at your loss. Right. When people trust that the other person will at least esteem their needs and their goals as highly as their own, there is trust. Mm -hmm. and, I, and the best way is to really get clear, honey, what are you needing today? And to be there for their dreams, because a lot of people are afraid their dreams are going to go up in smoke. The biggest thing couples can do is to sit down and say, what's the big dream in your life? That, you, that we need to protect. And we're a team on. If two people can say, well, this is my dream and this is mine, then how do we protect each other's dreams? That is a powerful antidote against all this pressure from COVID. When they know, hey, there's somebody else that's going to make sure that we both come out on the other side with our dreams intact. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and you know, big dreams, you know, knowing what your dreams are kind of thing and being able to share them like that's, that's a whole, that's a whole conversation in itself. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. But it's really important, you know, it's like, it really is to have those big dreams. And, you know, I, you know, I help parents a lot with the teenagers and stuff and having those big dreams, you know, helping your teenager figure out what they want in their life, you know, what are their dreams, you know, has the potential to really, you know, shape their life and, you know, well, just what we were talking about in the beginning, you know, designing your life. Making dreams come true is a huge part of us, of a secure couple, a successful mm -hmm. couple. And we know from couples research that when couples are having what's called gridlock, right? You know, and gridlock looks like, I don't know why in the world, but we always have these, these, 
these arguments over little tiny things when there's all this and both people say, I have no idea why we're arguing over this, but what we do, what's underneath that bickering over the small things is you can bank on it. It's somebody is not feeling one or the other, usually the one that's griping more. Uh, if their big dream isn't being heard and they can't say it, then it comes out sideways as all these little arguments that don't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Anytime I see that going on, I know that in that couple, somebody hasn't had a chance to talk about their dreams in a while. Yeah. That's the answer. You have to make sure each other's dreams come true. So if you are you know, griping and bickering and there's all this tension, it might be time to sit down and ask what their dreams are. Maybe you haven't listened in years and years and years, or is there a dream you're scared to death of losing? Mm -hmm. And you have not checked in on that. That's just, you know, securely checking in on each other. But I think it is important because a lot of people are scared to death. And let's face it, you know, there's a lot of dreams that have had to be put on hold mm -hmm. uh, or have been some serious stuff, monkey wrenches put in the way. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to say there's a lot of people who've, you know, lost their businesses, you know, lost their life savings, you know, trying to just keep their families afloat, you know, during this time. So it's, yeah, big exactly. stuff. Mm -hmm. It is. So if couples do those sort of things, this is manageable. This is manageable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick commercial break and we'll come back and wrap up our conversation. Okay. All right. Everyone wants more pleasure, yet pleasure is an uncomfortable topic. Would you be surprised to know that most women have never taken the time to fully explore their bodies in intimate or erotic ways? That's why I'm hosting a powerful and long overdue web class on understanding female pleasure. Go to holisticsexedradio.com and click on the web class link at the top of the page for more information and to register for understanding female pleasure today. Since we're talking about bucket lists, I want to tell you a little bit about Seize the Moment. It's your life. This home study course is all about creating the life that you desire. So if you feel stuck, uninspired, or unmotivated, if you're not clear about what your next step is in one or more areas of your life, if you've realized that you haven't made any progress towards your dream in years, it's time to change that. Seize the moment, it's your life, will help you find the time for the things that are most important to you. So if you're ready to finish that project, take a trip or learn a new craft, if you're tired of making excuses and holding yourself back, if you are ready to give yourself permission to have it all, Seize the Moment, It's Your Life is for you. You can just go to holisticsexedradio.com, sign up today for Seize the Moment, It's Your Life, it will change your life. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at holisticsexedradio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. So, Dr. Gary, we just have a few minutes left, and I want to just kind of wrap up our conversation. We've talked about so much. Is there anything in particular that you would like to leave our listeners with today? Well, you know, the big thing that I think all human beings need is there has to be a sense of trust in the world, which is being shot, and that in its hopefulness. Uh, I know there's two things that I habitually look for uh, in my clients, and I see an epidemic of, worth, of, of feeling unworthy, and then that leads to feeling hopeless, right? Now, Unworthy is not always the big ticket now, but we've got to real we've got to keep a positive and energetic outlook for the future. Um, keep those strong pictures up, making sure we have the support network so that we feel we're not trying to sit out there in the rain <laughs> by ourselves. And you know, this is not you know Gene Gene what's his face singing in the rain. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's it's a nice little scene from Broadway musical, right? Uh, Gene Kelly, right? But what about what we need someone to have the umbrella force, so to speak? Uh, mm-hmm. So we need, if we're, you know, we have a right to feel connected. And if you're single, find some ways. Reach out more on Zoom. 80% of attachment runs through visual and auditory. Not just a text message. That's empty calories for your sense of connection. Not just a phone. See each other. Get on Zoom. It's, you know, it's a beautiful gift. Or Skype. Um, So, and be there for somebody else. A lot of times, the best way to get over one sense of separation and loneliness is to be there for somebody else. If you're depressed, be there for someone else. Mm-hmm. And you be this is that relational pleasure and joy I talked about. And for couples, it's still being there for each other, but making sure you're making these positive moves that you can sense a renewed sense of of really how much you appreciate the other, the relational joy of being with that person. If anything is going on, think back to that very moment you fell in love with them. What was the essence in them that you couldn't find elsewhere that said, I want to spend the rest of my life with this one? Yes, there may be somebody else six foot two and makes this much money or whatever, but nobody has his, this, or that quality of her. Find the unique essence for each other and celebrate that with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think those are some of the things you know, that we can do uh, and to be here more for each other. Uh, as a society, there's a lot of chaos and division at the moment, but we are all human beings. And regardless of our differences, whatever is going on, we need to be here more for each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really beautiful. And I think, yeah. uh, I think it's true. You know, you pointed out that we there's a lot of division right now. And, you know, even just being there, you know, as we can for our neighbors and that sort of thing, too, you know, in our communities and yeah, thing, too. So, yeah, well, thank you so much, Dr. Gary. It's been a real pleasure having this conversation with you today. Well, thank you, Robin. It's always a joy, such a conscious soul. And you're doing great work. And I just want to say thank you for the chance to just bask in the presence of your spirit. It's been a wonderful uh, time talking today. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So yes. I know that you uh, you have a little something for our listeners today. Um, yes. I mean, <clears throat> if, if you go to my website, GarySawyer.com, www.garysawyer.com, there is a free gift uh, called Love Notes. Or, and my, I made it, I'm renaming it. I think it's called Love Inspirations now. You just mm-hmm. scroll down a little bit, and it's a bunch of videos, two and three and four minutes, that help singles and couples get more better strategies and mindsets. It's like a guide for how to have better love in your life. So you can do that. If you're a single woman, and you're wondering how to find an emotionally available man, there's one just for single women. You go to GaryCyra.com forward slash available, and it's seven videos and a PDF on how you find an emotionally available man. But if you're a couple or a single and you're looking for just, you know, something a little less specific, uh, on my homepage, there's these beautiful set of videos that are meant to to give you some concrete skills. A a couple in Oregon said they listened to that and it saved their engagement and now they're married just listening to the set of advice and new strategies and it saved their engagement. And now they're married in their 50s. Nice, very nice. And actually I wanna have you tell people a little bit about your book too. I I read it and it's such a, a great piece of work and you know, I think it's really helpful for people, you know, who are in relationship or are looking to get into relationship and uh, it's called safe to love again. And can you just tell people a little bit about it? Yeah. Well, safe to love again. It's, it's really a, a, how your brain got wired to love and be loved basically. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I talk about these four key feelings that drive all loving relationships together or apart. Mm-hmm. And you need, and those feelings are welcome with joy, worthy and nourished, cherished and, and protected and empowered by choice. And if you feel those in your core, you create lasting relationships naturally. If not so much, then that creates 
uh, less than fully loving relationships. And it's a way to really find, you know, what's really going on with your love patterns and to have a, 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 a roadmap to having a homecoming with your heart. You know? mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you can get that on Amazon. It's called Safe to Love Again. If you have any other questions, you can always write me at drgary at garysawyer.com. Um, but uh, the book, it's been told, I've got therapists, regular people saying it's groundbreaking uh, and it's life changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's I found point. it very, very, very interesting to read, very eye opening. And yeah, you can learn a lot about yourself and, you know. Just curious, what did you, what did you learn most? Oh, gosh, you're going to put me right on the spot. Um, It's been a little while since I read it. But, you know, I think one of the things that I've found really interesting is, you know, like how these things really do kind of permeate like every aspect of your relationship. Like we don't think about like, say, you know, you were mentioning like being cherished and protected, you know, like as part of, you know, figuring out whether or not somebody you want to be with. And you know, we don't really necessarily think about these things, but, you know, where we cherish and protected by our parents. And if not, you know, how are we going through and trying to compensate that for that in our relationships? And so I think, you know, it's just very interesting. I'm always interested in, you know, human nature and, you know, how we relate to each other and that sort of thing. And then also, you know, how I interact and relate with the world too. And so it was just a really interesting you know, exploration into, you know, love and connection and, you know, how, you know, the mind, brain, heart works. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And one of the few books on attachment theory that talks about how feelings drive the bus. If someone feels unworthy or not enough, they will find someone that won't meet their needs. And if they're in business, they just won't charge their value or they'll never ask for a raise any, and they want an unworthy shows up everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and yeah. Uh, and, you know, and so you're talking about that too, like at the, during, um, you know, when I first met my partner, you know, he was in an, a work relationship where it was, you know, he's basically had a narcissistic boss and, you know, it was interesting how, I don't know, I kind of, I feel like this is like, the, my brain is going in like five different directions at once here. And, and I, I have a habit of like just spewing out things that don't always make sense <laughs> when yeah. you string them together. But, um, you know, one of, one of something I've kind of felt over time is like you've, like you'll tolerate as much abuse as like you grew up with or whatever. And I don't know, just all of this stuff is, I don't know, I'm having lots of fragmented thoughts right now, but. Well, well, the way I put it is, is we're always having the experience we have the rights for. Right. Mm-hmm. If we were given a right to be, feel really in a loving, wonderful, cozy relationship where we're cherished and protected, mm-hmm. we would use that. If right. we never got a permission slip to feel like we, someone has our back, I can really belong, we won't have that permission slip and we won't choose it. Right. It's all about mm-hmm. upgrading your permission slips. We are always having the experience we have the 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 relational experience that we have the rights for. Mm-hmm. And if we can give our brain better feelings, which give us better permission slips and better rights in a relationship, like a right to have your needs met or a right to a certain have a voice or share influence, that's when loving relationships, we pick better partners, we create better relationships and lasting shows up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Good lasting. Yes, that's what, and I think that's really what we all want, you know, it's like, we don't want these stupid relationships that just crash and burn. No, (laughs) they're no fun, they're painful, you know, and stressful, it's like, oh, goodness. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Gary, it's been a real pleasure having you today. Thank you, Robert, thank you very much. Thanks for listening, everyone, and be sure to go over to holisticsexedradio.com forward slash pleasure and sign up for a chance to win one of our three Leia 2 vibrators made by Fun Factory. And, of course, we also would like you to join us for our web class. So go to holisticsexedradio.com forward slash pleasure, sign up for reminders, sign up for the giveaway, and also join us for the web class. Have a beautiful day, everyone, and we will see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.
You've been listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Thank you for spending some of your precious time with us today. While these conversations may be difficult at times, the rewards are well worth it. We have the power to change the world by what we teach our kids. Join host Robin LaCrosse next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another thought-provoking conversation. Thank you and have a beautiful day.